him and, and then resist the enemy. Amen. Now, we only have one enemy. You're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. And that person sitting next to you is not your enemy. Praise the Lord. Smile real big at him. Say, I know that. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're not your enemy. Amen. But we do have an enemy. And, uh, you know, he tries to mess up your day and, you know, tries to drag you under the bus once in a while and do things like that. And so, uh, it's, it's, it, you know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But according to Jesus, he said, even though the thief comes to do that, he said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundant, praise God. So I like to lay hold of the abundant life myself. Come on, somebody. You know, the Bible uh, in that verse, and that's John 10, 10, by the way, he says that, uh, you know, I've come that you might have life, comma, and life more abundant. Now, I always like to just say it this way, which side of the comma you want to live on? Okay, you know, so I, 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 I'm blessed that I got life, that one day I'm, heaven, I'm, you know, I'm going to heaven, praise ye the Lord. Uh, I got fire insurance. Hallelujah. But that's one side of the comma. Or you can have, on the other side of the comma, an abundant life, a blessed life, praise God, walking and flowing in, in the fullness of the blessing, praise God, here in this life, because it's promised to you. Amen. And I choose that. Anybody else with me? Yeah. Amen. I like, I like the whole thought of, man, one day we're checking out of here and walking on streets of gold. Hallelujah. That's great. Amen. But while I'm here, I'd like to enjoy my life a little bit in God. Amen. And get something done. And uh, we're about kingdom business around here. I said we're about kingdom business around here. And that's what it's about. Amen. It ain't about just some selfish thing. It's about advancing the kingdom. And so uh, today we're going to talk uh, some about that. Praise God. So back to Philippians 3. And let's go to verse 12. And we'll read some of the opening text and then, and then dive into some new stuff here today. Verse 12 says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Now this is Paul writing. Of course, uh, Paul wrote you know, two-thirds of the New Testament. And he's letting it be known, listen, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't got all the answers. I haven't done everything right. Uh, you know, I, every now and then I might have a little moment. Has anybody ever had a moment? Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, have you had a moment recently? <laughs> now, don't go telling each other your moment. But anyway, we all, we all have had a moment here or there. I mean, sometimes, you know, we kind of wonder if, uh, you know, if we're really saved or not. Let's try that again. Sometimes we might even wonder in our moment if we're even saved or not. Look at your neighbor and say, I am saved. I am saved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But every now and then, we might have those moments where we don't say everything right, don't do everything right. Maybe once in a while have that attitude that just isn't right. Once in a while. Paul says, not that I've already attained, not that I'm already perfected, but I do know one thing. I'm going to press on. Why? So that I can lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Every one of you have purpose. Every one of you have a destiny, have a calling. Every one of you have a reason, amen, that you are walking right now on planet Earth. Now, there are people I've, you know, many times talked these kind of things, and I've had people say, well, my parents told me I was a mistake. Well, not according to Jesus. So, you know, whatever mom said or dad said or, you know, Aunt Susie or Uncle Tom or whatever. I mean, if you're a name Susie or Tom, no offense. Amen. Uh, but anyway, uh, the point is, praise God, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. What matters is what Jesus thinks. And according to him, he's laid hold of you for purpose. So he's just asking that you would press on so that you could lay hold of that for which he's laid hold of you. In other words, grab hold of this. Press on. Verse 13, please. He said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do. Now, the I do there is italicized in the, in the text. It's not even really there. And, but Paul's saying that there's one thing I got down. There's one thing that I know for a fact that I've apprehended. I've got this. I've got this down. What? Forgetting those things which are behind. And I reach forward to those things which are ahead. If there's anything that we should have down, that ought to be something we get down. Learn how to put the past behind you and press on to where you're headed. Amen. You are not your history. You are not uh, your past. You are not your mistake. Come on, somebody. I know you hear me say that a lot, but I'm, I drive it home. Amen. You are not your past. You are who Jesus said you are, and you're going places. Come on, somebody. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I may not be there yet, but I'm heading there. Tell them that. Hallelujah. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, hallelujah, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. Praise God. Verse 14, I press. I press. A life is a press. In all honesty, a life, uh, this kingdom living isn't necessarily a, a country stroll per se. It's a press. Amen. But if you keep pressing, I guarantee you, it'll be a life worth enjoying. Come on, somebody. So I press toward the goal for the prize of what? Well, an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. An upward call. This word, uh, upward call. Is defined as a high or uh, something on top, a high invitation or something on the top, an invitation on the top, okay? Speaks of a higher level, means going to a higher level, a higher place, something on top or something above, okay? So there is a higher place, amen, that we're all heading towards. And it's not talking about heaven here. It's talking about, praise God, this life that we call to live. There's a goal for a prize of an upward call, a higher place, a higher level. How many know you're not all there yet? Now, we're all gaining. And you might be on a higher level today than you were last year. And praise ye the Lord. You should be. Amen. But how many know you haven't arrived yet? I mean, my thought is this. If Paul, you know, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament says, I haven't arrived yet... There's a thought, maybe just a thought, but I'm thinking we haven't either. We're still gaining. We're still moving forward. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, praise God. So, we move and press toward that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's read a couple more of these verses here. All right. Verse 15 now says, Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything, uh, or if in anything you think otherwise... God will reveal even this to you. In other words, it ought to be something you grab hold of. Verse 16. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained. In other words, somewhere along the line, we've probably attained something. Thought maybe I'd get a little more movement out of you on that one. Somewhere along the line, we have all attained something. Somewhere. I mean, you're not all stuck in the nursery, are you? I'm not talking about working the nursery. I'm talking... In the kingdom, I mean, we're not all, we shouldn't all be a bunch, of, a bunch of babies in the kingdom. Now, there are babies in the kingdom. There are those that have come in and, uh, you know, have recently come into the things of God and learning and growing and praise ye the Lord. But you, you know, after being in the kingdom, uh, you know, serving in the kingdom for, you know, five, ten years, I'd say we should get out of the nursery by now. Kind of move towards some things, amen. And he says, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. So in other words, praise God, the things you have attained, you keep doing. Right. Now you reach for more, but you maintain what you've already attained. Right. You don't let go. You don't back up. You don't say, well, I'm going after this, so I'm going to let go of all this. Are you hearing me? So uh, we can do that. So the things that you've attained, amen, you can still maintain Amen. But at the same time, reaching for more. That could be the areas of growth and development. Uh, could be, uh, you know, just whole new areas of your life. You're, you're seeing God work and move in things. You might have uh, uh, maybe, uh, you know, got down, uh, you know, started learning on this faith stuff, and you're growing and developing in faith, and the Spirit of God starts talking about your love walk. And how many know you can't just say, nah, I don't think I want to do that one. That's for somebody else. I'll let, I'll let that other guy do that. I'll take care of the faith stuff. Well, according to the book, faith don't work without love, so you got to kind of work on that too once in a while. So the point being is this. It could be just areas of your life that God begins to bring you into development, or it could be that the areas that you've already walked in, God fine-tunes it. That should be happening too, right? The point is, this is a way of living. This is a way of life. We are always called from start to finish to press forward, come on somebody, to reach forward, amen, God has one speed, forward, forward, hey, ho, forward, 
forward. That's what we do. We don't, uh, we don't, ever, get, uh, we don't ever get too old to move forward. We don't ever get too busy to move forward. We're not even excused when we get offended to not move forward. You move forward. Come on, somebody. And as you move forward, you'll find out that offense wasn't worth it anyway. Come on, somebody. But we're all called to move forward, praise God. Amen. So, um, with that said, let's, um, let's take on another couple more verses of the same text today. Uh, verse 17, please. It says, brethren, now remember, um, even though we kind of look at our Bibles and we see, you know, there's verses and there's little, little subtitles and all that kind of stuff, but understand that this is a letter written and it's all one letter. And so he didn't, you know, Paul wasn't the one that put chapter and verse in here. Come on, somebody. Uh, that was something by later by translators to try to make some, you know, make study a little easier and stuff like that. And praise God, they did do that. But uh, remember that this verse here, verse number 17, is just following right along behind verse number 16. You still with me? Okay. So, praise God. So I'll read the tail end of verse 16 again. Uh, Uh, By the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Verse 17, brethren, join in following my example. Everybody say example. Okay, so if Paul says we're supposed to follow in his example, then we should follow in his example. All right, that just means model or pattern, right? Okay, and and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. In other words, I'm not the only one, he says, that's moving forward with this. I'm not the only one that chooses to press forward regardless of what's going on. Regardless of what life throws me, I'm still pressing forward. Amen. Paul said, I got that down. He said, now follow me in my example. In other words, the same way I keep pressing forward, regardless of what's going on, I press forward. I keep moving forward. Until the Lord calls me home, I'm going to move forward. Look at your neighbor and say, until he calls me home, I'm moving forward. Now, nobody's checking out early. But I just tell you all that. Amen. Because sometimes, you know, that's what we want. Lord Jesus, come quickly, you know, come get me. And that's not the way we're supposed to live life. Looking for some escape route. We live this thing, and when you live it right, guess what? You'll enjoy it. You'll want to stick around a while. Why? Because it's about the kingdom. It's about advancement. It's about, praise God, seeing God move in the lives of, of not only our generation, but the generations to come, praise God. So, brethren, join in, my follow, uh, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Verse number 18, for many uh, walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping. In other words, something here is upsetting him a little bit. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, let me say it again. For many walk and of whom I have uh, told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Let's back up here a little bit. All right. So there's something that bothers him. And uh, to be honest, I understand. I get it because it bothers me sometimes too. Um, And so he says, uh, for many many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, verse 18, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. That's pretty bold. Now, um, I don't know if you know this, but he's talking to the church. And we might think that he's talking about the world and people in the world, and he's not. Okay? Now, enemies of the cross, um, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. He talks about something that's hostile or hateful, uh, repulsive, um, the, the word, there's one of them words in there, and one of those things I had to look up because I had no idea what it meant. But um, ODIUS, somebody, O D I O U S, ODIUS, is that right? ODIUS? 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 Okay, ODIUS. I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Praise the Lord. ODIUS. 
And so I looked it up, and most of the, most the synonyms for odious, I can't even say from the pulpit. Most of the synonyms I can't even say from the pulpit without you being offended and leaving. John's always with me. John's with me all the way. Bump, brother. Bump it, baby. All right. Amen. So, uh, enemies of the cross. So, uh, odious. Did I say Is it odious? Odious. Okay, odious. So, odious of the cross of Christ. Now, how many know there's, we're about kingdom business? That's what it's about. Uh, the cross of Christ. It's about kingdom business. Amen. There's a purpose. Jesus came not only for you. He came for others. Whether you want to know this or not, or whether you believe this or not, you're in the ministry. Ministry of reconciliation. We all have a port. We all have something to bring. We all have something to offer. Praise God. Amen. And so I want to continue with that because I don't want to be odious. I don't want to be an enemy of the cross of Christ. Verse 19, please. Whose end is destruction. Now, this word here, end is, is where we get this word. We've used it uh, several times uh, throughout this series already. It means telos, okay, which means uh, to a point. In other words, something that has been intended, a result that's intended. Uh, uh, it talks about the end of, of what you're expecting. In other words, so there's, that we're heading somewhere. And in this case, it's talking about that upward call of God. That's where we're headed. And it says, those that have become enemies of the cross, it says whose end is destruction. That word destruction means it's been cut short. The word means um, wasted. Whose end, in other words, what their purpose, that upward call has just got wasted. It's been cut short. Remember, uh, through this series uh, uh, hammered on the first couple of weeks, is that, uh, you, know, you know, you might have had a glorious conversion. I mean, I love to hear some of the testimonies of people coming into the kingdom and how they did. For me, mine's pretty boring. You know, I was driving in the car, and I'd heard some things, and I wasn't with anybody. Nobody laid hands on me. Nobody prayed. I just remember driving in the car and meditating on all these things I had heard, and, and, th- and I just said, Lord... If, if you could do something with a, a guy like me, then have at it. And I made Jesus Lord of my life. And, you know, some might have wondered uh, in the beginning whether it stuck, but it did. Hallelujah. I am saved. Hallelujah. To the core. Amen. And I will serve God. Amen. Until I go home to be with him, I will serve him with my whole heart right here. Praise God. Do you, you understand? Amen. Giving and pouring my guts into this. Amen. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a glorious thing to come into the kingdom because it really is uh, probably the greatest miracle that could ever happen to a human being. I mean, you're hell bound, and then a split second later, because of a decision you make, you're heaven bound. And the price that was paid, now you've stepped into the benefit of that, and you have it, and all of that is a glorious thing. But according to this book, as glorious as that may be, you still are called to finish. You are still called to finish. We don't just go until we say, I'm tired. Or we don't just go until we say, I'm offended. Or we don't go until we just say, you know, I'm just too old. No, we still have purpose. We still have purpose. We still have purpose. And we're going to get to where we got to get to. There's no quitting. You put your hand to the plow and you keep going forward. You don't look back. Amen. You don't draw back. You don't pull back. You don't look back. Ain't no, there's no, no benefit to it. Just move forward. Are you still with me? Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, just talks about it. it's about themselves. It's about them. They've become their own God. They're making their decision because this is what I want to do and ain't nobody going to change my mind. Whose glory is in their shame. 
It's all about just what you've accomplished or what you've done or whatever, and then you're just going to try to ride on that. That ain't how it's called to be. Who set their mind on earthly things. Are you ready for this tonight, today? Man, I don't know. Okay. Who set their mind on earthly things. Verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, for which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Back to verse 19. Who set their mind on earthly things instead of keeping your mind on heavenly things. What it's talking about is somehow you lost sight of it's about kingdom. It's about advancing. And for whatever reason, you decide, I don't need to do that anymore. Now, who's, who set their mind on earthly things? Okay, well, we'll just throw it out there. Um, you're not called to retire. You're called to refire. Now, you want to retire your job, that's great. It gives you more time to do kingdom stuff. But nobody is called to retire from the kingdom. Now, I don't want all my uh, you know, senior citizens to storm the, the podium and revolt here. <laughs> Hear me out. Well, listen, I worked you know, this many years, and bless God, I saved up buying me a motorhome. I'm going to travel the world. First off, you ain't going to travel the world. It ain't going to happen in a motorhome. Just telling you that. Okay? Nothing wrong with a motorhome. You want a motorhome, get a motorhome. Okay? You want a boat, get a boat. You want a bike, get a bike. You want a horse, get a horse. Did I miss anybody? Nothing wrong with any of these things. But you don't go setting your mind on earthly things and forget about purpose. whose end is wasted. Now, my message isn't just to hammer on the senior citizens today. But you've come into a place where you have learned some things. Now, some of us, you know, maybe didn't learn it all the right way. Some of us actually had to learn a few things through the school of hard knocks. Uh, anybody ever paid tuition to that place? I've been there. We've all been there probably. Sometimes we've learned some things the hard way, but we learned some things, hopefully. Uh, but some of us, you know, too, have, have just, as we've grown in God, we've learned some things. We've learned how to, you know, to, uh, you know, to make wiser choices and decisions and things. We've learned some do's and don'ts. We've learned not to stress out about some things. Come on. I mean, we could go on and on about the things you've probably learned. And you have come into a place in your life where you are right now at your peak. At your peak. To do what? To advance kingdom. Because there are things in you that will make a difference not only in your generation, but the one to come. And when you lose sight of that, your end is wasted. Because you're too busy worrying about whether you get to go to... Uh, where do they go? Where do the snowbirds go? Arizona, Arizona Florida. <laughs> Nothing wrong with going to Arizona or Florida. Come on now. For those listening from Arizona and Florida, we love you. But you keep your own people and my people stay here. Anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> the point is, praise God, you don't lose sight of purpose. You don't lose sight about kingdom advancement. In fact, they tell you, I can show you by Scripture. We can also show you through medical, uh, uh, you know, they, they will pr they've proven medically that people that retire from work and just stop doing, it isn't long and they're gone. So is that really what you want? Is your end to be wasted? 
I don't think so. I think you're just coming in. You're just coming in to your peak. You're coming into your prime here. Praise God to, to make a difference. Hallelujah. In your generation to make a difference. Hallelujah. In that next generation to come. Amen. We don't avoid what we're called to do just because we're a little tired. Then sleep in a little bit. But keep thinking about heavenly things and not so much about earthly things. And believe me, I'm not taking away your motorhome. I'm not taking away your boat. I'm not taking away your bike. Come on, your horse. Somebody said horse, hallelujah. I'm not taking those away. I think you should be able to enjoy. I think you should have everything in your garage that you want to have in your garage. Why not? It's a good God. And he likes to bless his kids. I'm looking for a hot rod myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Got a bay ready for that one. But, you know, it's still about kingdom advancement. Still about moving the kingdom forward. And that's what we do first. That's what it's all about. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. I'm not going to be the one that, that cuts my life short or cuts my calling short or cuts my gifting short because I wanted to go do something else. Are you still with me? All right. Now, um, probably enough picking on uh, my retirees. Anyway, or I should say now my refirees. How about you that just decide, I'm just too busy? Well, you still know, Pastor, I'm just too busy. I got too much. Well, um, get a different job then. Oh. Well, Pastor, I got to make money. I'm, I'm not in disagreement with you making money. But if that thing's too, making you too busy, you can't move forward in kingdom advancement. And being, that means being a blessing, not just saying, well, I give my tithes. That's enough, Pastor. No, we are called to serve. Give me uh, the book of Acts. Give me that reference. Acts 13. I think it's like verse 22. Thank you very much. Talking about David, it said this, and when he had removed him... Uh, okay, I kind of came in the middle of a statement here. He raised up for them, and so he removed Saul, raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, this is what God said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Everybody say, do all my will. Not part of it, all of it. Everybody say all of it. Okay, give me verse 36. Put that one. I will kind of skip through here. Verse 36. For David, after he had served his own... In other words, he ministered unto them. He served them. Amen. He served his own generation by the will of God. And God, it said, God, he was a man after his own heart because he was willing to do all the will of God. This man was a murderer. A fornicator. This man really wasn't even that great of a father. He had issues. Yeah. But the man was passionate for God. And the man made a decision. And God recognized this. And part of the reason he was a man after his own heart was because he was willing to serve his own generation. When all of the uh, the word talks about the 400 men that showed up at the ca cave of Adullam, and he's sitting here, you know, hiding out from Saul, and, and they all showed up, and they said, well, who else, you know, we're, we're with you, man. And the word said, you know, even though they were all broke, busted, and disgusted, the word says that, that David looked at them, and he became their captain, he became the one who helped them, and out of that group came the mighty men of David that other armies would fear. Even though they were a small band, they wanted them on their side, not against them, because it wasn't going to be a good thing if they were against this army. All this, and this is what David raised up 
But it came out of why? Because he was willing to serve his own generation. Part of the all the will of God means I'm going the distance. I'm going to serve as long as I can serve. I'm going to be a part of it as long as I can be a part of it. I think about how many times if we just would get out of our own little things, how many things in our lives would be resolved or healed if we got us off our minds and start looking at making a difference with somebody else, encouraging somebody, helping them, walking them through. The Scripture talks about like mothers serving the younger generation, teaching them how, men teaching the young men. I mean, it's just this thing where you're you're learning to teach and, and pass things on. Come on, somebody. Be, hallelujah, showing them how to stand, showing them how to believe, showing them how to love their husband, showing them how to respect their wives, show them all this, uh, how to love and respect each I mean, just help walk them through it. Why? Because you've learned it. And some of you learn it the hard way. But sometimes we get to this point, we think, well, you know what? I, uh, well, I mean, you know, we kind of got things going now pretty good. And, you know, I got a few things. And, you know, and I got... You know, actually, I'm kind of getting along with my family now. I get along with my wife a little bit now. And, you know. So, let's hop in the motorhome and leave. I'm back to picking on him again, ain't I? I'm just, it's just it's amazing how we start, we just start, we lose sight of, wait a minute, you have something to offer. That young guy is having issues at home. You say, listen, son, let me talk to you a little bit. Well, you, she just don't understand me. Well, I used to think that same way too. And then I realized I had the spirit of stupid on me. And somebody said, well, my kids just don't listen. Well, then forget about your kids and start talking to the other guy's kids and let him talk to your kids. Am I in the right house? I mean, I think about, you know, it's, it's not, you know, well, my kids don't listen to me, so I guess my job's done. No, your job ain't done. There's people that need what you have. Amen. There's people that need to hear what, you, what you've learned over the years. Come on, somebody. It's amazing what we could do and help and encourage others. Amen. And it's amazing what God, it's amazing. In fact, I dare, I double dog dare you. To pray to God, to put somebody in your path that you can minister to. And I would almost venture to say within 24 hours, it'll be a done deal. Because when you get about the kingdom business, God's about your business. You'll be amazed at who God will put in your pathway that you could make a difference. There's something in you that could be deposited in them to make a difference. Are you still with me? Uh, take, uh, let's go to, uh, Romans eight. Let's, let's do that. Go to Romans eight. Did I ever tell you how much I love Romans eight? I could literally use a a verse out of Romans eight, every sermon I preach. I'm almost certain of it. And for most of you, you probably realize I have done that. Uh, but anyway, um, there's just so much about it. Um, the book of Romans uh, uh, is a powerful book. Uh, chapter 8 talks about, you know, walking in the Spirit. talks about uh, uh, thinking by the Spirit. talks about being led by the Spirit. talks about letting the Spirit help. Come on, somebody. talks about, you know, really about a walk in God, a kingdom walk uh, by the Spirit of God. All right? And that's what we're all called to do is live by the Spirit of God. Amen. Not by the natural, but by the Spirit. Right? That's what we, what we do. Okay, and so verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, no, put it back, put it back, thank you. Verse 28, And we know, now you notice we're in the middle of a sentence, or really in the middle of a statement, I should say. And we know that all things are working together. Well, the purpose, he just got in talking about all the things, about leaning on the Spirit of God throughout your life and your walk. Amen praying in the Spirit of God, following the Spirit of God. And because of that, we know, we know one thing. We can actually say because we're following the Spirit of God, because 
We're leaning on the Spirit of God because we're following the Spirit of God. Because we're walking by the Spirit of God. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Look at your neighbor and say, do you love God? The word love here is agapeo coming out of the root of agape, which might be something we'll pull up here in a minute, but agapeo. So it's talking about your love toward God, but it deals with a, a committed love. So the reason these kind of things are working is because you've committed yourself to God, that I'm going to follow God, that I yield to God and submit to God, that regardless of what life throws me, I'm moving toward God. We're not off the site. We're moving toward God. We're moving toward the higher place. We're moving toward higher things. We're moving toward that upward call of God. So I made a commitment. That's what I'm going to do. Is there anybody else in this room that's in agreement with me on that one? Yes. Well, give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, all things are working together for good. Amen. We just, we just got to get everybody just to say, you know what, I, I think I'm just going to stick with this and stay with this and move forward and just lean on God about these things. Lean on the Spirit of God about these things. Well, you know, so-and-so came and I didn't know what to do. I, I don't know what to say. I just, I'm just no good at that. Then, then how about pray and hear God and get an answer? I remember um, early on when, uh, when I was involved in youth ministry, and by the way, we've been, we've been involved in ministry for just over 30 years. Uh, senior pastor of this church for 26 years. And uh, so prior to that, did youth ministry, and I worked in a mill, okay? Uh, worked in a mill over in Bend, and uh, did that for several years. And, and uh, it was kind of, really, to be honest, it was kind of a, a growing ground for me uh, to, to uh, you know, develop in who I am in God and, and to uh, become um, a minister of the gospel. And so uh, I wasn't ashamed of the gospel in any way, shape, or form. Um, I was uh, very quick to pray. In fact, we started a, a prayer group early in the morning, and we, we were very adamant about it. And, and we did communion services out there in the wide open, uh, did things that, that just, you know, it, it would rock their boat. Because I have a fire in my bones, and I can't shut up. And I'm hoping I'm talking to similar people, praise the Lord. And so that's what the prophet said. I got a fire in my bones and I can't shut up. So uh, we were the same way. I felt like, in fact, I even had that printed on my uh, big bold letters about this high all across my station. So anybody that walked by saw, uh, you know, I have a fire in my bones and I can't shut up. So they knew when they came in my area, they're probably going to hear something. All I need is an open door. All I need is that little crack open, and I'm going to put my foot in it. Come on, somebody. And we're going to have something to say. Now, didn't always know what to say. Didn't always have all the answers. Sometimes they would ask questions just to try to trip me up and make me shut up. I mean, know what I'm talking about. But I didn't go, oh my, darny, I hate it that they're asking questions like this. I just don't know what to do. Oh my goodness, maybe I should shut up. How about get in the book and find your answers? How about pray and get a leading? How about get sensitive to the Spirit of God? How about pray in the Holy Ghost? How about do some of them things like Jesus did when he say, they say, you know, do you believe this, that we should pay taxes? He'd say, hmm, let me see one of them coins. Whose inscription's on it? Well, Caesar's. Huh. Give Caesar what's Caesar's and God what's God's. And they're all like, bleh, 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 bleh. He without sin... Cast the first stone. Go ahead. Where did that come from? 
from the Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God who will help you in all these things. The point being is, we don't ever get an excuse to back up, to shut up, or to pull back in any way, shape, or form. We all move forward. And if you don't know what to do, then we lean on the Spirit of God. But we have a love for God, a committed love that says, I refuse to back up. Are you still with me or are you wanting to run? All right. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called, that same thing we were talking earlier, who are called according to His purpose. You never lost your calling. Well, you know, Pastor, I really blew it when I was younger. Uh, you know, I got messed up and did this and did that. You didn't lose your calling. You might have a few more hurdles to jump, but you didn't lose your calling. You might have took a little, a little short detour, but you didn't lose your calling. You know, it wasn't like God said, now where did he go? He knows where you're at. And just because you made a, a, a decision that maybe wasn't always good or wasn't this or that, it never excused you from anything. We are still called to do some things. Come on. To those who are called according to His purpose. All right, let's bring her home here. Verse 29. Here we go. From whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. Have you arrived yet? I haven't arrived yet. Now, my wife thinks I'm almost perfect. But I'm not. Every now and then I reveal I'm not. But anyway, I'm not perfect yet. But I'm being perfected and conformed to the image of His Son. So that's an every, I'm going higher. Everybody say, I'm going higher. Hallelujah. There's work to be done. He goes on to say that he might be the firstborn, talking about Jesus, the firstborn among many brethren. So in other words, he was the firstborn, but somewhere your number's in there where you became born again, and you're part of the brethren, right? Verse 30, praise God. Moreover, whom he predestined, he means you've been given a destiny. All right? For, more, for moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and that word called means an invitation. So not only have you been predestined, not only do you have a destiny, amen, there's a calling in the midst of that thing. As you're moving toward destiny, there is a calling. There's an invite for you to walk, to have, to be, to do, all the things, praise God. There's an invite. And it says, to those whom he's called, these he also justified. So in other words, you have no excuse. You can't say, well, I've already blown it too many times. There's no way. No, you've been justified. A price has been paid. The word justified, the same word as just, justified, righteous, righteousness. It's all the same word. You've been made the righteousness of God. You have brought into a place of justification because of what Jesus did. Do you know why you're, um, you know, you stop and you think about this. You know, you start looking at some people and, and I know it's not the right thing to do, but every now and then you have that moment where you got to look at somebody and you scratch your head thinking, dang. Can you use that person? And then you have to stop and get honest with yourself and say, well, he used me. And somehow or another, he was able to do something with me. So if he could use me, he could surely use them because it's what Jesus did, what Jesus paid for. So not only do you have a, a destiny, not only do you have a calling, an invitation within that destiny, but you also have justification. There's nothing that should hold you back. Your past cannot hold you back. And to those whom he's justified, these he also glorified, which means an empowerment to do, praise God. In other words, we're seeing a, a, a being covered over with glory or an empowerment to fulfill all of it. So not only did He make a way for you, to, He's empowered you to do just that, praise God. Verse 31 then says, you know, what can we say to these things? 
I mean, when you, he's asking the question. I mean, man, these are some pretty cool things. I mean, what can we say to these things? Well, he said, you know, maybe, you know, he's asking the question. Could we say that if God is for us, who could be against us? I think we could say that. Now, we haven't lost sight. See, you're called to move forward, and you have something to bring to the table, and we have no excuses to, to hold us back. God's with you. God's on your side. The Spirit of God's there to help you through it. Praise God. But there are things that are deposited in you, praise God, that need to be passed on to the next generation. Hallelujah. Well, you got to serve this generation and pass it on to the next generation. Why? Because it's about kingdom advancement. Hallelujah. God is for you. Who could be against you? Let's see. Do I have time for this or not? Here we go. We'll do it fast. Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What do you need today to make it work? Well, it's there. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? I mean, the devil, you know, sometimes trash talks, doesn't he? He's a deceiver. He tries to trash talk you to get you to back up, to get you to quit, to get you to think it's over with. And depending on what we're talking about, if he pulls you back into complacency or pulls you back into indifference or whether he's pulling you back based on you think I'm too old or I'm too this or I'm too that or I've, I've made too many mistakes or I've... Listen, the devil trash talks everybody and he's got a little thing he throws on everybody. The word says don't be deceived about it. Amen. That's what he does. Don't be ignorant of his devices and how he works. Just take a stand. It's God who justifies. God justified me. Now, there's, like I said earlier on in my walk, in my walk uh, early on, I, there was probably a few moments there we probably wondered whether my salvation stuck. And if I went into some of that, you'd, you'd think the same thing right now sitting in your chair. You think, my God, and he's preaching. And he's the pastor. Because early on in my walk, it was a real big question of whether or not, man, it stuck. But it did stick because it's God who justifies. Yeah. And praise the Lord. And through it all, because of a willingness to just keep moving forward and pressing forward, this fell off, that fell off, this fell off, that fell off, this got changed, this got changed. I grew up. I matured. I came into, uh, you know, uh, more of a perfection in that area of my life than I had before. And this just kept getting shinier and shinier, going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, grace upon grace. Woo! And you just keep on going, praise God. It's God who justifies. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? It's Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Praise God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that just means pressure from trouble, or distress means mental pressure, or persecution means pressure from people, or famine just means the pressure of being without. Nakedness, hmm, that just that that's dealing also again without. Uh, in fact, let me let me look that one up because that one. Anyway, praise the Lord. But anyway, <clears throat> here we are. Romans eight. Is that where we're at? Okay. Romans eight with glasses, please. So it means uh, without provision. The word nakedness means without provision. So famine is without sustenance. There we go. That's what it was. Without sustenance, without provision, peril means your life's in danger. The sword means you're under, under judicial uh, punishment. So there's quite a, quite a gamut of things right there. So whether it's pressure from trouble, mental pressure, people pressure, uh, financial pressures, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you made mistakes and now you're, being, uh, in, you're in trouble, having to deal, pay a price for something like that. It doesn't matter what's going on. He said this, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Right. Now, the reason I thought it was worthy of getting to that point is this. The word love is the word agape, which means an unconditional love. 
And unconditional is referring uh, to something that never stops but keeps on regardless with no strings attached. Now, the point being is this. I don't care where you're at in your walk. We still press forward. We still move forward. If you're up against something, guess what? You got a God on your side. Just keep pressing toward God. You're growing. You're learning. You're developing. And if you're in a place in your walk, praise God, you think, hey, I've kind of got myself some. Praise the Lord. Then turn around and help the next guy. Be a light. Be the salt. Be a difference maker. Praise God. We're never going to be done. Now, I didn't take away your vacation. So don't get mad at me. I didn't take away your trip to Arizona if you want to go to Arizona. Didn't take away your horse. Didn't take away your bike. Didn't take away your boat. But when it's all about the boat, when it's all about something other than kingdom, then we have to reevaluate. I said, then we have to reevaluate because we're about the kingdom and we have work to do. And sometimes the work isn't always fun. Sometimes it is a bunch of pressure. Sometimes just because you made a decision to move forward, here it comes. But the love of Christ, amen, a God that's committed to you is just asking for you to be committed to him. That's it. Finish. Finish. Look at your neighbor and say, let's finish this thing. Amen. Did you get something today? Give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know there's a bunch more there in that chapter, and I think just for sake of time, I think we're done. So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Regardless of what you're dealing with, and you can overcome, you can conquer. Amen. You can make a difference. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these principles. Thank you for uh, hearers that had ears to hear and a heart to receive. And I thank you, Lord God, that in this house are conquerors and overcomers. In this house are those that make a difference everywhere they go. That in this house, praise God, and even those listening by internet and watching by internet, praise God, I believe, praise God, hallelujah, difference makers. Amen. Hallelujah. Those that are moving forward about the kingdom's business, praise God. And I give you the praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn to one another say, I'm so glad you're... Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.